Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day everyone and welcome to the first episode of 2021 for On The Turnbuckle. Tony Shebecki with you. Thank you for joining us or whatever you're listening to us on, on Stitcher or whatever it might be. Uh, Welshy and Lyle also joining me as always. Hello, boys. Very good, day, Tony. Great to be back. Um, I find it strange that Stitcher's your first point of call on what people may be listening on, but you got the name right, so that's a good start to 2021. Apple Music or whatever it might be, Lyle, iTunes, hello. Uh, how's it going, guys? Yeah, you know, Spotify, we're on there, Spotify, we're on, the, we're, on there. we're on all the big platforms. Did you Tony. say Butterfly? Geezer? Is it Geezer? Geezer, I have no idea. Is that one as well? I've got no idea. Podcast Addict, you know. Oh, we've been called Geezer podca- a few times. If it's got podcasts in the name... Uh, Grinder. We'll I think we're on Grinder. Uh, definitely you're, one of us in the group. You're probably on Grinder. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll be catfishing too for hundred. Yeah, that's the one where you got the podcast and you swipe right to listen to it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get the. Of course, we are. Right? Of course, we are brought to you as we were towards the end of the year, and we will be throughout the majority of twenty twenty one, providing they keep paying their bills. Uh, the Australian Wrestling Network <laughs> have come on board <laughs> as a sponsor. We really appreciate them, don't we, boys? Yeah, and um, I know that uh, they have all of the old. Warzone wrestling shows on there, and oh. um, that includes f- famous uh, matches with Adam Pierce. So, if you want to get across some of Adam Pierce's work in Australia ahead of his appearance at the Royal Rumble in the ring, um, maybe that might be a good place to start. Yeah, Fantastic. defending the NWA title as well, Tony, on Australian so- uh, shores. Absolutely, Warzone as well. Very good. How's your Christmas? Amazing. How's what? How was your Christmas and New Year? Uh, Christmas and New Year was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, spent with the family, COVID, way, all that sort of stuff. But uh, we should explain too that eventually we will get back in the studio together, won't we? We're not going to do this by Zoom every week, surely. Well, you told me you didn't want Lyle at your house. Well, that's one thing. And I'm trying to work out how we can get around that. <laughs> you, you said that I would want to let up your driveway unless I put pants on. No, but I'm happy with changed. this COVID lockdown. But I'm not in the garage anymore. You're in the house. Yeah, my son's taken over the garage and now I'm in the house. Oh, I must make the rest of the family happy. happy. Why yeah. do I have to put pants on? We'll so, work it out. You've been on holidays for, what, near on six weeks now, Tony. So you've been doing absolutely nothing. Um, oh, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> you uh hitting us up on the messenger group and uh, I should, you know, I should tell you blowing that I up won't... our phones. I won't be a part of the show next week because I am gen- generally not what? working next week for four days. You lazy son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. We've just Everyone's made our comeback. Back to work. <laughs> We've just made our comeback show. Yeah. And you're off the second show. Well, speaking of that, 
we've got our first interview about to come up in a set. Yeah, guess who's not there? Me. <laughs> because I've been working. <laughs> so, You've been on holiday. Why are you just watching sport? No, no, no. I've been trying to make money to pay for this podcast so you guys can keep freeloading. Uh, Tommy Knight yeah, um, is the gentleman you guys in, interviewed. Well, let's just hope that I recorded it because... Well, that's. I was just about to say that. Your track record in recording uh, podcasts hasn't been fantastic in the past, but fingers crossed that you got yeah, this right. I learned how to do it, and then you changed all of the stuff we were doing it on, so... Well, just bear with me for a sec as I hit play and we'll see what happens. Here we go. Lyle and Welshy interviewing Tommy Knight in three, two, one. Fingers crossed. Uh, welcome back to On the Turnbuckle. We are joined by Wrestle Rampage, the prodigy, Tommy Knight. How you going, mate? Not too bad. Yourselves? Yeah, can't complain other than the really hot weather that we're experiencing <laughs> over here. It's been a while since it's near uh, nearing 40. Yeah. So, how about yourself? Is it, what's the weather like over there? Oh, very similar. I've been enjoying the colder summer, but all of a sudden it's uh, it's really risen. So I'm uh, trying to stay inside as much as I physically can. Adelaide's a pretty so. hot place too, at the best. Of yeah, time. yeah, it sure is. Um, I just wanted to. I guess we'll start with 2020. I guess because that's the year we've just managed to scrape through. Yeah. Um, how frustrating was it for you? Because I feel like you were starting to be booked all around Australia and you're probably ready to, to sort of take Australian wrestling by the horns in 2020. What was it like to have a setback like that? Um, Frustrating is a, a good word for it. There were a few of us from Rampage, like uh, myself, Rat Daddy is another one, Corndog, um, that I really felt were, were on the brink of, of really... Uh, breaking out and becoming much better known to the wider Australian audience outside of um, outside of just our own fans, and uh, to have it be so close and then taken away is uh, is very frustrating. But you know, you try and take the positives out of it, so that really gave us more time to nail down what we're good at, fix what we're not. Um, and make sure that we're ready to take uh, take the opportunity when it comes up again. And what was it for you that you identified um, you needed to um, to fine tune a little bit? A lot of it is um, going to you know my coaches and like uh, AJ history is a big one for for me, uh, and discussing what I need to get better at. So a lot of it is having an experienced eye, look at what I do and where I need improvement. So for me, it was a lot of it was stepping outside of my comfort zone and being comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's really what, uh, what we've been trying to focus on for me personally. Um, like a lot of the stuff I've taken pretty well to is like just the wrestling side of it, but there's other things that I know that I need to be better at. And they've been really, really helpful identifying that. Yeah, and I mean, let's face it, uh, you're learning for your whole career in whatever industry you're in. So um, it's, the, it's the right attitude to have. Yeah, oh, exactly. If you stop learning, then it's probably time to retire. And it's definitely not time for you yet. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <gonna say. laughs> 
Now, in, in terms of watching, uh, I'm assuming you're watching tapes of bigger guys from the past and stuff. Being, oh, sure. uh, you know, not only one of the biggest in Australia, we, you know, relatively big across the world uh, now. Yeah. The way the wrestling wrestling has gone. Uh, who who are you modelling yourself off, or who whose tapes are you watching? Um, so the biggest thing for me when I, so when I started, when I first started watching wrestling was when I was like, you know, five years old and it was all WWE and that was the stuff that I grew up on, Steve Austin and The Rock and stuff. But that was, but when I finally decided to give wrestling a crack, the stuff that I was eventually shown, the, the stuff that resonated with me and that caught my attention and got me excited about wrestling the most was, uh, you know, all Japan nineties, uh, like King's Road style, um, so, like, you know, Yukenta Kobashi is a big one for me. Um, Kawada is another one that, like, I don't necessarily take his stuff and his his style as my own, but his attitude towards wrestling and then the way he, he presented himself is a big one. Vader is a, a big one for me that I was shown a lot of his Japan stuff and that was a big one for me of, like, oh, okay, I can – I see – I, it, that was where, where it really clicked of being the big guy, making people uh, respect your size and, and protecting yourself, but also not like making something mean something more when you when you end up coming off your feet and stuff like that. As a as a younger wrestler, um, mm-hmm. when you're you're learning that you need to protect your your size um, yeah. and not take too many bumps. How, how hard is it to get the confidence when you're first starting out to say, no, no, I'm not prepared to take that bump. That doesn't make sense to a match. Um, like being able to tell someone that? Yeah, yeah. Someone else? Oh, okay. um, a lot of that, I didn't do it for the first year because I was like, no, I just got to, you know, whatever they want, they're all more experienced than me. Just, just, just go with it um, and trust that they know what they're doing. And look, I've been pretty lucky most like I don't get put I haven't been put in that situation where I've really had to be like nah nah that doesn't make sense I shouldn't be doing that um but the guy that let me know well the guys that let me know it was like uh, Jonah was a big one for me he, he was he really went out of his way to be like hey man people your size are rare don't make that mean nothing and don't let people take that away and make it make you just some other guy and as of course, history was the other one that was that really reinforced that. So those two are big for that. Um, yeah. So just it was. I was really lucky early, but by my second and third year, especially mainly by my third year, that was when I really had the confidence to be like, look, if I think a spot doesn't, or if I think a match is going away where I don't think it should, then yeah. I can change it or it's like an, and a lot of it is about not being confrontational about it because there's no need for that you know you don't have to be aggressive about protecting your size no. most people aren't trying to take that away from you they just want something to look good and they probably haven't they don't get the chance to work guys your size that often anymore no exactly so they probably their head's just not a, not thinking that exactly way they're not they're not thinking about that's not what they're thinking about. And when you bring that up, I haven't come across anybody yet that hasn't been receptive to the idea of like, Oh, okay, well we won't do that here. We can do, we can, you know, I can work for that more and then it'll mean something more when it happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, When you were choosing wrestling, there was a lot of fantastic wrestling schools in Adelaide. You're actually pretty Mm. blessed. Um, 
having the opportunity to work with someone like Jonah Rock, who's a bigger guy, uh, was that basically the, the main selling point at Wrestle Rampage for you? So what happened with that is I used to, I used to do mixed martial arts out of yep. Trinity MMA in South Australia. And I, my last fight after that, I took about six months off doing nothing. And my coach came to me and said, you need an outlet and you need to do something. And, the, uh, and he was the one that actually presented me with uh, the tryout information. And it was actually because it was Damien Slater going okay. there. Fantastic. He was someone that my coach knew. Yeah. And, and he's he, one of the and, best in the country. Yeah, exactly. And he was the, and he, he was the man. And, and he was like, look, this is the school for you. Because the other one that I was looking at was, um, was ACW. Yeah, and they because I had met one of the people that owns it, and she she's lovely. I uh, Riley, yeah, Riley. That's right. Uh, she's she's lovely, and she was encouraging me at the time when I was still fighting to come and try wrestling. But yeah, eventually it was like, oh well, you know, I know Slater. Yeah, I know who he is. He was in. Oh, he did the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. It's like, well, clearly, you know, they've, they've got their stuff together. So that was what ended up with me going there. And then from there is when I really developed my relationship with, with Jonah, with Istria, with, uh, uh, and much, much later with Jag. It's a decent um, list of trainers you've had. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> this is blowing me away. AJ, Slater, Istria, and Jonah. That, yeah, that's... Not a bad uh, first couple of years in the industry. Oh, exactly. I would argue to anybody that you can't find a better training school. You Certainly not that early now. Like for me, I, it was unfortunate because I didn't get a lot of time with Slater before he moved to Perth. Um, so I only got like three, four weeks with him because I, I tried out and by the time I was actually training, he yeah. was a month away from leaving. But, you know, I still got Jonah in Istria for years and then I was lucky when Jag came back for a little while and then he came back again for a little bit longer and I got to train with him too. I know Jonah's been a huge cheerleader for you. Um, and yes. he still is. Um, what does it mean to have someone who's in that position still taking time to, to touch base with you, to, to guide you and, and, and give you that advice? Um, oh, look, I love that man. He's one of my absolute favourite human beings. His wife is maybe the nicest person on earth. And he's you probably second. But it's, a, it's sorry. Everyone, everyone loves him. Oh, for sure. He's uh, he's you know good guy Jonah, um, and to have him still be involved with Wrestle Rampage and with me and personally, and to be pushing me to to an audience that wouldn't otherwise know who I am um, means the world to me. You know, I know that to to have that person in my corner. Uh, up to this point in my career like the entire time and to be consistently pushing to others that that i'm good and that i'm worth you know i'm worth the time is uh, is extremely important um one of the other nicest men in australian wrestling is david storm and he posed a question that's going to be almost impossible to answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's been more influential in your development jag jonah slater or istria and how did each of them influence you yeah, I was thinking about this when I saw it. You don't have to answer the first half. 
<laughs> uh, look, I was thinking about this after I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, cheers. That's, uh, that's, not, that's a nice one. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I was, as I said, Slater, Slater was very good for the very brief amount of time I got to train with him. And since I've, like, I, I've, I've seen him since, and, you know, he's always taken the time for me. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I just didn't get a lot of time with him. Yeah, Jonah and Istria have been my main coaches. Uh, Jonah was the head coach for a number of years with Istria being the, the co-coach and the last year and a bit has been Istria as the lone head coach for me. Um, and they've both been incredibly important to me. And Jag, when he came back, he was like, you know, we knew that he was the head coach, one of the head coaches at WWE and to be one of the, I think he's the only guy that hasn't had a prior affiliation with WWE to be asked to be a head coach. And when he came back and took sessions, like we found out why and he's fantastic. But Jag and Istria, sorry, uh, Joiner and Istria uh, are the two biggest influences for me. Istria in particular, uh, since Jonah's been gone, you know, has been the the guy pushing me the most, but those two were incredibly important for me. Are you here, Lyle? Oh. And what's their their training philosophies? Yeah, I thought I paused for a little bit there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought. Um, what was their difference in uh, training philosophies? Um, with AJ and uh, uh, Jonah, they're both. See, the thing they're both very similar because they've both got very similar backgrounds. They've gone to, they've both gone over to Japan for multiple tours of different organizations. Uh, they've both been to Noah, so they've taken a lot of the training from their experiences there and brought it back. So they're actually very similar. Um, I would say the biggest difference is that. Istria will push me to do things that make me uncomfortable and Jonah is very good at reinforcing what I'm good at, if that makes sense. Not that they both don't do the opposite. It's just that I found for me that's probably the biggest difference is in their philosophies. Is One is to build a... Uh, they both build a balanced base, but one will really feature my strengths and the other one is about rounding out my weaknesses. And... There's a really good uh, group of talented, young, hungry guys at Rampage at the moment, yeah. which you, you touched on earlier. Um, what can people expect to see from the company in the next 12 months? Um, look, we're glad to be back and to be back having shows. And as you said, we've got a, a number of guys that are very young, very hungry. Um, but we've also got some very talented veterans as well. And this is where we could do with exposing us like as uh, exposing ourselves to the rest of Australia a little bit more that's a lot on on ourselves like you've got someone like rat daddy that is very very good at, at promoting himself very very talented wrestler very talented making his uh, his character stand out amongst the entirety of Australia same with history but you've got guys that uh, Greg Graham is somebody that Jonah, I know Jonah's pushed online as one of the most talented guys in, in Australia and it's a name that doesn't come up very often but he genuinely is one of the best wrestlers in the country and not enough people know who he is but that would be something that's like you know just, just us pushing ourselves out there a little bit more 
over the year, but you'll see guys like her, myself and Rat Daddy and Corndog trying to branch out as much as we can to get around Australia so that everybody knows who we are and what we can do. Another one is uh, uh, Corey Adams. You'll see him a little bit more, I hope, of like really putting himself out there. Well, we hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's the young guy. And uh, Lily Blaze is the other one that is. But for the young guys, that they're the where that's the group. That's the core of trying to lead the charge for us. Um, and you've been go. You were going to Perth a fair bit uh, recently, or uh, before COVID. Uh, yeah. How have you found working in front of you know different crowds to what you used to? Um, so I went yeah NHPW in Perth. That was the they were the people that uh, flew me over. I became their hybrid champion and their tag team champion. Um, that crowd is very used to their guys, so it was interesting working in front of a crowd that hadn't been exposed to wrestling outside of NHPW or the or like the the much more mainstream stuff so like your WWE your AEW your New Japan stuff like that um and learning what they like and trying to give them that or take it away depending on what I'm doing um is interesting it's like so I working MCW and PWA they're very that both of their audiences are very plugged into the Australian wrestling scene you, you'll see them be really, really active online through Twitter and stuff like that. And they have an idea of who they're seeing. Like if I come over and it was my first time in both of them, I still had some people that knew who I was. Yeah. In an HPW, it's completely different. And it's like, it's, it's cool in that it's a fresh start and I get to be whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and those are the experiences that uh, you take when you, wrestle anywhere in the world because every audience is always going to be different. Um, oh, sure. I assume Japan's on your um, list of places that you'd like to, to wrestle Very much sooner so. rather than later. Yes. Um, what do you think you need to do to make those connections to sort of get that to happen? Um, a lot of it is just putting myself out there so that hopefully, like, you know, to create an opportunity for myself. A lot of it is being in the right place at the right time. And that's, I think that's the same with all wrestling. Um, it's just being lucky to be noticed at the correct time once they need what you have. But I have, I'm lucky through Rampage, I have, you know, Jag Hartley Jackson to be uh, a connection in Japan now that he's one of the head coaches. I think he's the head coach of the Zero One Dojo. So yeah. that's a big connection for me to have. So when COVID clears up, hopefully I can get over there. Um, and then, you know, just creating a, a profile for myself there so that I can move on to what I want to do. Um, who in Australia is your list of guys that you haven't wrestled yet that you really want to get in and tell a story with? We've got a couple of guys that, like, one-on-one uh, -on -one is what we're talking about, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of guys at Rampage that I haven't had the opportunity yet. Um, one is uh, Greg, Graham, Corndog and Rat Daddy are the three for me. Yep. That I haven't wrestled yet that I really want to. Outside of that, Slater, Slex, Robbie Eagles. I, I had a match with Mick Moretti, but I want another one. Yeah. Um, 
Ricky, uh, Ricky South is a big one for me. I love him to death. He's a wonderful human being, and I reckon we would have a fantastic match. Uh, Adam Brooks, I think, would be a bit of fun. I love that these guys are all different styles. Yeah. Um, because all of these stories will be completely different to, to yeah. each other. And another one that I, I have had before, but uh, not enough people have seen it, and I want it again, is uh, Gino Gambino. Uh, friend. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. I don't know what's going on outside of his career as a commentator. I know he's doing that full time and doing well for himself. But if he were to come back, I'd like to have uh, one more round in front of uh, an MCW or Rampage crowd. Was that the match where he wore a helmet over in Rampage? Was that the... No, that wasn't me. That was... Okay. Who... I remember him being over there with a helmet and I was... Yep. No, that was, oh, that was years ago. That was about two, three years ago. That was with uh, yeah. uh, Dean Valente. That's it. Yeah, That's that was an end of year show, yeah. Yeah. A good memory. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember him being over there and the, him wearing the helmet and the concussion yeah. and Gino doing all <laughs> this juicy gimmick and it was yeah. actually really funny. Mm. Um, what about worldwide? What about some big host fights that you'd... Uh, your dream. Of yeah, I've got a couple. Um, there's, I've come real close to wrestling Jeff Cobb a couple of times. Ooh. That's a big one for me. I That'd met him when I was in America for the New Japan Dojo and got to say hello for about five seconds before he uh, he moved on. And he was a guy that was like, man, you're as, uh, you're as wide as you are tall. So he's he not real tall, but he's real white. Um, <laughs> but he's a guy that I think would be awesome to wrestle. Um, Shingo is a personal favorite of mine and every time I see him wrestles just something that I think would be amazing um, oh Ishii Ishii's a big one for like most people that see me and see the stuff that the gear that I wear like they, they know that that's the stuff that I watch so you know you've got the guys that are at the tippy top of the mountain like him and um, and Suzuki uh, I me mean, the other night telling me that they want to see you versus Ishii. Sorry? I had someone telling me the other night they'd love to see you and Ishii. Oh, look, I'd love to do that. That'd be, I think that'd be great fun. Um, Goto is another one. A lot of the, a lot of the older New Japan guys and uh, like a lot of the guys that, that wrestle that, uh, that little bit older style, the hard hitting style. That's something that I'm very, very interested in. Um, that's a that's probably a good start. Oh, uh, uh, why can't I think of? Yeah, I've gone blank on a couple of names. That's all right. I don't know exactly who they are. But. <laughs> that's all right. Um, talk us through the the training at the New Japan Dojo. Um, okay. Like, um, what what do you think the benefits are? And do you think this comes from Corey, one of our listeners? Yeah. And um, do you think that it's um, more Australian wrestlers should be borrowing from that Kuro style? Um, I think it depends. Like most wrestling does, it depends on what resonates with you, what excites you. Uh, if that's something that they get excited about, then absolutely they should be taking from that. But you, the other thing you want to try and avoid doing, and this is something that gets drilled into all of us, is you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be borrowing. You don't want to be a from, tribute act. Yeah, you don't want to be a tribute act, but you don't want to be borrowing from something that is current. Yeah, you know, if you go back fifty years and you find something that's awesome that no one does, 
great and it resonates with you and people like it, fantastic. But you shouldn't be in that, like in my opinion anyway, you shouldn't be taking from stuff that is that is popular now because that's a really easy way to blend right back into a crowd. Yeah. Um, but as far as the training, it was, it was a lot of stuff that we do at the Rampage Dojo. So I was really lucky with that. It was something that I was pretty prepared for. It was hard, but wrestling training is hard, you know? So nothing that... Uh, I wasn't prepared for just a lot of squats and a lot of push-ups. Because <laughs> it reinforced to you. The, the, the uh, coaches at Rampage. Yep. Sorry, did the, did the coaches at Rampage uh, up the physicality at training before no, going over to the... No, they didn't have to. A lot of, that, a lot of the stuff that we do is... Uh, is very similar like so it was really um the only difference was that there were a lot of people there that weren't experienced with that kind of training so they were not prepared for the appropriate pacing of certain things so on the first day when we did i can't remember how many squats it was a lot we had a lot of guys trying to be heroes trying to go as fast as humanly possible and burning themselves out and <laughs> it wrecked them for the entire week so that was something that that was about it. Everything else was um, was stuff that we already do. So a lot of it was like, as I said, I was pretty well prepared for. Um, now we're going to see you in Melbourne um, this weekend. Yes, at the sold out. I guess it's the debut show. They, they didn't do a show, but it was sort of a two match sort of show. Their first show as a promotion, their yeah. match down under, um, where you're taking on Richie Taylor. Um, you've replaced Shazam McKenzie in that match, so it's a bit of a like-for-like -like replacement, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, talk us through uh, what you're looking forward to about wrestling Richie. Um, I think he wrestles uh, the style that I like. So that's always something that I get excited for is anybody that will just fight, really. The more they bring that, the, like the more they bring a fight, is the, the more I enjoy it. It's something that uh, I've found that I've gravitated towards, and it seems like he does too. You know, I've only met him once, I think, and you know, lovely dude, lovely guy, and still happy to you know smack you around. So, uh, very excited for that. Um, well, it must have uh, been good that when you got announced, there was actually a bit of buzz, and a lot of people really looking forward to the match. That. Uh, as a performer who's coming to a state that he's only wrestled in once, I think, maybe twice. What's it yeah, like I think to once. <laughs> what's it like to get that kind of a um, reception to the match announcement? Oh, look, that's always gratifying. That's a lot of what you know you're hoping for whenever you go anywhere. So, to and and it's gratifying that the the effort that you put into getting your name out there and showing people what you're about and them responding to it is. Uh, is very big for, for and it's very encouraging it's it's you know it can be really really disheartening when something, something like that happens and you don't get a response but to get buzz is always something that i'm like I, i'm fearful that i don't get and always grateful when i do and what are you expecting from this crowd that no one knows what it's going to be like uh look if they if they're anything like most melbourne crowds they're usually pretty smart and they and pretty cluey into what they're about to see so uh Hopefully we'll get a few people to squirm in their seats and get uncomfortable, but you know, we'll see what happens. Another another big uh, fight on the card is Caveman Ugg versus 
Jake Andrew Arthur. I'm assuming you'll be peeking through the back curtain to oh, keep an eye on the air coming out. I love both of those guys. They're both fantastic. Uh, Jake Andrather is a is a great dude, and I love his stuff. I would love to wrestle him. And Ugg is someone that I have again come very close to wrestling a number of times, and I am very that's I didn't include him on my singles dream match, and I should have. So that's on me. Sorry, sorry, Ugg. Um, I'm not, yeah, sure cavemen, uh, I'm not sure cavemen listen to podcasts anymore. Oh, exactly. Perfect. So he went <laughs> up but yeah, um, yeah, definitely a guy that I, I'm, I'm very keen to, to watch in action and to get a chance to wrestle myself. And Rampage have a show coming up this month on the 25th. Yep. Um, this is the first match in a few months, isn't it? First show in a few months. This is the first uh, show outside of our dojo in... I don't know how long, over six months. So very, very keen to be at a venue in front of more than, you know, 50 people. Like the dojo shows are amazing and I'm pretty sure they're all on our streaming service on Wrestle Rampage Replay. Um, so absolutely worth checking out, but it's also like, it, it, there's only so much you can do when you're limited with the crowd. And, you know, that's who brings all the energy. Like we do our best, but oh, there's nothing like being in front of a big live audience that care and a you know rowdy that's what you know that's what we look for has training stepped up a notch with this show coming up oh yeah there are plenty of guys that are coming in being like i am not happy with the condition i'm in so uh <laughs> we're part of the show can i can relate, I can relate. <laughs> um we've got a few listener questions that we want to roll through yeah, of um, course. we do tend to veer towards the more ridiculous of the questions <laughs> So I'll start with this one from Rocky Monero. Oh, yep. Who wants to know what bandwagon you're on now, now that your beloved Patriots are no good? Oh, Tampa Bay all the way, baby. (laughs) (laughs) A lifelong Tampa Bay fan. I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Uh, Anywhere anywhere TB12 goes, uh, I've been a lifelong fan the entire time. <laughs> what's it? What's it like being watching uh, Tom Brady in a different uniform? Uh, you know what? Anytime a forty-three-year-old man gets out in the field and does what he does, I'm, I'm thrilled to bits. So I don't care what uniform he wears. I don't care who he plays for. He's the man. How's he going to go with the footballs fully inflated? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I have had this discussion with Rocky himself. And if you can tell me that a deflated football makes up 50 points, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only thing you know about Tom Brady, Welshie? It's the only piece of American football information. That I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've got story. one. <laughs> I've got one from uh, uh, Brendan West on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Where do you buy your towels from? You know what? I went online and I looked up uh, just a towel shop. I couldn't even tell you where it was from. I think the tag is uh, towels uh, has up. all the information. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anywhere that does uh, stitching and embroidery, you can get your own Tommy Knight towel made. <laughs> Don't say that. You Don't worry. This. You could be selling these at the gimmick table. Oh, I'm not paying that much to sell. Because <laughs> I'm selling them for 50 bucks. <laughs> Brendan West would buy one. Don't worry. Yeah, probably buy <laughs> Guarantee two. it. <laughs> um, we've got one here. Tremendous, great to hear you. Oh no, that's just someone 
giving us credit, which is very cool and positive. Oh, you have to get that in. <laughs> Andrew Coyne. Um, I think he's got something to do with Melbourne wrestling. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's one of their commentators. He's, <laughs> he's very enjoyable to listen to, actually. Yeah, he's a good guy, Andy. Mm. Um, is Adelaide indeed Radelaide? Is what? Is Adelaide indeed Radelaide? For about three months a year during the Friends, yes. Okay. That's actually a good answer. <laughs> very Otherwise, good answer. it's really quiet in the city of churches, so don't get too excited. The last time I went over there was just because Liverpool were, play- were playing. Um, and there wasn't much to do outside the Liverpool game. Oh, look, if you come over during football season, then again, it can be Radelaide, but only, uh, only for two nights a week. <laughs> and... Uh, Holly Gilbertson on Twitter, uh, she just, how much water do you drink during the day? Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, for, for health reasons. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, there's water in, uh, there's water in cordial and tea and iced tea, so plenty. Water in beer. Exactly. Um, I get my daily dose. What's this to hear about Ribena, though? Oh, Ribena is special to me. That's a, that's a pre-match ritual. Ribena sponsor me. Is it the pre-made, like prima type size? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have time to, to mix it myself. Just go out and buy a six pack of the. Uh, Get yeah, one of the trainees to do that for you. Oh, eventually, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Uh, we no, do thank look you guys. to seeing you get back in the ring regularly in 2021. And I can't wait. We'll get to see you in person in Melbourne this weekend um, and the Wrestle Rampage show in Adelaide the weekend after. Yeah. And so uh, if you can't make that, make sure you're checking it out on Wrestle Rampage Replay and uh, obviously check out DMDU on the uh, streaming service. So if you can't make that one as well. Welcome back, part two of On the Turnbuckle. He did it. He did it, Tony. He did it. He 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 pressed record. He pressed record. I know he was very anxious about it, Tony. He was in the Zoom meeting for an hour and a half before I even got there, fiddling around. And Tony will know very well that that's not true because you can't save the recording until you close the Zoom meeting. Correct. Is that why you hung up on me last night? Was one of the reasons. Okay. I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic for you, Welshy, that you've got technology right. Could you I even please... use Dropbox? I just open a Dropbox. To you get even open a Dropbox? I know exactly. Could you please teach my wife? She has no idea with what's <laughs> happening. So she started a WhatsApp group for me and her and our two youngest kids, as most families do, which is yep. fantastic. We can talk to each other. The problem is, my wife pocket dials everyone all the time. So, oh, so she group calls. So she group calls. The, me and the kids. So the kids are, Mitchell was at cricket training an hour ago. Connor's at baseball training and I'm trying to get ready for the show. And all of a sudden the phone rings. So I answer and I say, hello. And then I hear the kids going, hello, hello. And I said, who called? No, I didn't call. Did you? No, I didn't. Mum pocket dialed again. <laughs> can we, can we please teach her something? 
Well, I mean, personally, I, I don't Mate? really answer group calls, so I would have just let her go to message bank. Everyone, well, you guys well, are all too, you have too much respect for each other. Well, well yeah. Well, she's a notorious pocket dialer in the group chats and stuff. And every time it pops up, there's no way. Well, no one answers. Group chat is like, but I got one thing, Tony. Maybe yeah. your wife actually wants you to talk to your sons. So she's deliberately making <laughs> you get on the same phone call. Be a very Maybe, Tony. You say you've been working a lot no, this no. Christmas. Yes. She, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know her it's a tactic. technology and stuff. It could be. Could be great motherhood. Oh, I, and you see, here's another thing. I'm, I'm using all our material up in the first show. This is not good. Uh, well, the idea is when we get we, more material. Connor's obviously 17. He's turning 18 in September. And he said to me, Dad, now I'm going to want to get a car. Are you going to be able to help us in any way financially? And I said, all right, here's the deal. I said, I'll match for you up to $5,000 what you save. So if you save two and a half, I'll give you two and a half. If you save five, I'll give you five. If you save eight, then I'll give you five. Up to a That's maximum a good of deal. Fantastic deal. My mum spoke about this. We spoke about this a month ago. So it was just before school holiday started. So just over a month, yeah, about a month ago. Guess how much he's already got? Because he's <laughs> oh, been much. working with me, four thousand three hundred. <laughs> so no, I just screwed myself. Uh, my mum tried it with me. Um, but all I had in the account that day was whatever I got paid that week. So it didn't really work. <laughs> so the more I work, the more he's working with me to help out. So, so really, I'm actually costing myself five grand for having him work with me. So really, whenever you do a shift, he's earning two paychecks. Correct. That's right. <laughs> so technically, at the end of the day, Tony, you're just buying him a car. For ten grand, precisely. Well, at the end of the the good thing is Tony, he'll bet five k soon. So anything after that's yours. Yeah, no, that's exactly yep. right. Oh, anyway, and, things... and, if you're smart about it, Tony, you sell him uh, your car, upgrade your car, and you sell him uh, your older truck. I have thought about that. I have thought yeah. about giving him the use. You got to shave a couple of grand first, off, mate. You got to hey? stop crashing it and putting yeah. sticks through the window first. I know. It's quite Losing funny, value actually. every two weeks. Uh, we, we've been a, we've been at the baseball the last few the last couple of weeks doing some work there, and parents have been coming up because the L plates have been on it, and they've all gone to Connor. What the hell have you done to your dad's car? <laughs> <laughs> I say he's I know he's a he's a shocking driver. I I was I was at the baseball on the weekend, Tony, uh, for the Canberra too. game. You um, too. Where you park your car behind yep. the stadium, a hundred percent. There was that many foul balls hit over the grandstand. Your car would have been hit three or four times for sure. And it looks like it's been hit 100 times. Well, he wouldn't times. have noticed. No, no you, there's no way you'd notice. You but it's know. perfectly perfectly in line for the foul ball. Yes, but I get out quicker. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Closer fair. to the gate. It's like me when I played cricket. Got out quicker. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, if I was to po- pocket dial someone, I would hope that I'd be able to pocket dial Drew McIntyre because... He's probably not doing much at the moment. He's tested positive to COVID. So he's just self-isolating. So we should try and get him on the show now while he's not doing anything, surely. Should be podcast free, I reckon. That was a weird segue, Tony, to finally talk some wrestling this whole podcast. (laughs) Let's face it. um, In the UK and the US, just about everyone's got COVID now. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, Yeah, but uh, Drew McIntyre's got it. and just what you want is a COVID outbreak before your pay-per-view that has a match with 30 men in it. 
Yeah. yeah so yeah, have they? Yeah. So obviously the whole crew is isolating for fourteen days. Well, no, that to show today. It's just he's not, he's isolating. But hasn't he been in contact with everyone? Isn't that how it's it works? A bit nervous, oh. Tony. Last week. So what is it? it? Takes four or five days for the symptoms symptoms to start yeah. the show. And he was around Ric Flair and Goldberg and Hulk Hogan last well, week. Uh, well, Ric Flair's at the age where he Ric Flair's at the age he doesn't want to be getting COVID. Well, it's not just the COVID age, it's the kill. health. Yeah. I don't think I can, I can just imagine, not going to kill Ric Flair. I can just imagine Rick in the ring going, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick's, Rick's like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. He's got an equal amount of every disease, so he's basically yes. can never die. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, well, surely everyone uh, on the whole crew would have been tested. Who... Drew has been around in the last, you know, four or five days. But he was in Very those legend segments, wasn't he? Yeah, that's like him and Goldberg got physical. Um, yeah, been nervous, nervous couple of weights. Yeah, uh, for some of the bigger names, and yeah, this is not what you need. Uh, if a mini I assume, outbreak, I assume Goldberg was fully out of breath when they got physical as well, so he would have been sucking in the air. Yeah, <laughs> he he's looked like for, he was. He he's good coded. for one spot, isn't he? That's about it. At this stage, yeah. yeah, yeah, that spot is called walking to the ring. Yeah, he was he he was sweating that promo. Uh, it was he was reacting and saying a promo that Drew hadn't even said because they were running short on time and yeah. he didn't improvise. So he he replied his scripted lines to a promo Drew hadn't cut yet because they were running out of time. And they went off air. They went straight to the Stone Cold whatever as he pushed him over. It was it was a wow. weird ending to Raw. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Obviously, yeah, a, a big name, and we'll see if any more fall foul of the David, the uh, the dreaded COVID nineteen. Uh, did you boys enjoy Wrestle Kingdom? I know you wanted to be there, but unfortunately, we couldn't yeah. send you. Um, I tell you what, uh, I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed that you decided that the opening bell of Wrestle Kingdom was a good time to try and send us the stats of our downloads for the year and have a conversation. You'd had like a month and a half to do that. Speaking of WhatsApp groups. <laughs> we um, hadn't heard from Tony for near on four weeks. <laughs> the, the Rambo Rumble is starting and he's sending through stats and our biggest download numbers. Download numbers for every guest we've had and he wants to talk shop. Well, the rainbow's on. The start of, we're Sorry. already upset that we're not in Japan, Tony. <laughs> Haven't heard you no. from here for four weeks, and you want to talk wrestling podcast stats? As so my favorite was my uh, favorite was night two of Wrestle Kingdom. No, well, I was going to say us on what movie he was watching. I got the hint very quickly about night one, forgetting there was a night two. So I thought, well, I'm trying to the night. <laughs> and you hit it at the same, almost the exact same time as. I think it was a half an hour later start on night two. And it was, I think we just fresh aired you on the second night. Yeah. <laughs> it gave you nothing. I seriously hung up my phone as I'm trying to type things in. And my wife just looked at me and she said, crucifixion or freedom? And I said, crucifixion. She said, that's <laughs> down the hall on the left. Uh, so yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah, the podcast stats were great. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> they got five stars in the Wrestling Observer. Um, well, that's because they were given while while watching the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. So, but uh, Tony, um, obviously, you were working extremely hard on podcast work. 
while we were sitting back watching Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, a little bit disappointed we couldn't be there. Um, you know, the the atmosphere wasn't superb until like the last two or three matches each night. How many people did they have in the crowd? 10 I think. It was, was 12,000 the first night. And, and, it, and it holds 100,000? 60. 60. They normally get 40. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, second night. Was uh seven and a half thousand, I think, near near on eight. But it was a Monday and Tuesday night over there as well. And yeah, but it's that's their big holiday. Yeah, and Japan had just came come out. I think it was the week before that they couldn't have groups of five thousand, but because the t- tickets were pre-sold and Japanese fans are notorious walk-up fans. They I have pre-book. I have caught up on a fair bit since it was on though, and someone's opened, to see someone's that opened Wikipedia. Fantastic to see that Akata and Osprey uh, probably got the match of the the uh, tournament. Um, oh, the two nights, it'd be very very close. It, it's apples and oranges, depending. Yeah, on there's what a lot of good matches, like. so it's it's yeah. all personal taste. Yeah, but that one uh, was that, one of the yeah. One of the that, that was when the, the crowd the crowd really picked up on night one for that. You know, Kota Ibushi versus uh, Naito was was also great. You know, John Moxley. Tony, John Moxley could yeah. be back in New Japan, mate. He cut a promo on night one, so he's well, he was on the video out. screen. What about my yeah. good mate Jay White? How did he go? Yeah, yeah probably an MVP performance, Tony. Um, yeah, obviously phenomenal match with Kota Ibushi on the second night. Yeah, leading to you know him eventually losing and then cracking the absolute shits and cutting. Probably one of the best wrestling promos of the last couple of years, Tony. Just, yeah, so emotional and riding. And now he's got the... Won't go off during the promo? Uh, no, no, no. You weren't there. <laughs> it's only a good Jay White promo if a phone goes off. <laughs> so, yeah, now he's got the whole wrestling community uh, a buzz because he said he's not re-signing with New Japan. I think he's, yeah, that's he's coming into his own. Well, no one knows if it's a work or not, Tony. So... Okay. The guys over on the Super J podcast who usually have pretty good info on New Japan, they said initially that it was 50-50, but I think they're starting to lean towards him staying. Yeah, um, But he lives in Florida, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. What would he do if he uh, gives it away? Is there an AEW possibility? Oh, I think WWE. he writes his own. He, oh. he goes where he wants. He'll go yeah. wherever he wants. Anyone would have him at this stage, Tony. He's at the top of his game. His heel work. Um, you know, and he doesn't get into the anything superior athletic in ring, which yeah. we know he can do. He's got a baby face run in him yeah, yeah, yeah. in New Japan, which I think is going to be great. I like to say, see him stay in New Japan personally because I think his story has a lot more left in it. But, um, yeah, he's writing his own check, I think, at this time. Every company will want him. Yeah. Everyone's making a call right now. Yep. Yeah. No, be interesting to see how that pans out. Anything else from uh, Wrestle Kingdom, boys? Just, it was just different because, you know, obviously the crowd couldn't be verbal. Um, you know, but they were stomping their feet. For the big matches, I could imagine if a show like that was in America and they'd be told, even in Australia, be told not to yell, you know, be respectful of the COVID, you know. You know, we're seeing it in the cricket that we can't even... Uh, well, that's, well, we've got, we've got people that. marching around claiming COVID's fake and they shouldn't yeah. have to wear a mask. So, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, 
wind turbines are molesting children stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was still a good. It was. It well, was we different. are young and free. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One <laughs> Almost dropped me phone then. One, Almost dropped my phone. Um, <laughs> it was still Wrestle Kingdom. The big matches were still great, but it was just different. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Hey, uh, speaking of different, how different was uh, PCW after they've had a, uh, a fair bit of a break and they've come back with some shows early January, which has been fantastic. And tell me, I read some stuff on Twitter about a seat mix-up or something. What happened there? I think seat mix-up might not be an accurate description, Tony, of theft, of basically the injustice that me and Lyle experienced at a PCW show. Seriously? Um, yeah. I thought you were respected. I, I thought so, I was So did we. Yeah. yeah. I like to think I am anyway. I'm probably not. But we were at PCW. We were enjoying the show. Um, and Boxing Day? Boxing Day show? Boxing Day. This was, was Boxing yeah. Day. Christmas spirit, Tony. Should be giving, not yeah, taking. Yeah. I was well and truly on the Christmas spirits. And <laughs> we went out at um, intermission. Yeah. Come back in, and that bastard JJ Ferno thief has stolen our seats. Just stole them. Yeah. Yep. Just stretched yep. out, drinking, drinking a beer. Surely in our it was seats. A full house was it? Um, well, they had one of the grandstands closed, and you had to spread out for COVID. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. we lost our seats to JJ Ferno. This thing was to Yeah. Go. We. Seat etiquette, you know, if you're getting up, I left my bottle of water in front of my chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left a Welshie can of alcohol. Well, there's numerous cans, Tony. You've seen Welshie yeah. in Most the Christmas empty. spirits. So he, three or four in front of his chair, and he just totally ignored them. The worst thing was we had three seats, and he sat in the middle one, so we couldn't even sit down. Yeah, you know, he could have so moved along. Said, obviously, something was said. Well, no, behind no. his back, we he's said a big, few Yeah, he's bigger than he's us. Yeah, he's very tall. He's very and he's tall. quite quite a good wrestler. No, we said things behind his back. Um, yeah, I have um, keyboard warriored him on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. Yeah, because um, he doesn't have a Twitter account. Hashtag um, JJ Ferno stole my seats. Is it? Well, a few hashtags, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not leaving here. Em and the kid obviously saw our posts, and he. He took up our fight at PCW on the weekend and um and defeated JJ Ferno. And it was I was it was great being there on Saturday night, knowing that my seats were safe because JJ Ferno was in the locker room. Did he hit him with a chair? No. That would have been the ultimate insult for JJ Ferno. Well, I think the first segment of the show, someone got hit with a chair. I was half expecting JJ Ferno to come out and yank it out of his hands. Yeah. 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 Well, was- I'm not sure I'll good. ever get over this. Is it solved? Are we, are we okay to go to PCW again? Oh, I'll be back there. Okay. At Defending my right to sit down. And making sure our seats don't get stolen. So, no apologies. Yeah, really management. good Saturday night. No, I haven't heard from PCW management. Well, I have. They just have... Uh, they've skirted around the issue of, of their golden child stealing my chair. And is, mm. it true, and is it truthful that we're trying to make some coin out of it by selling T-shirts? Well, we're floating the idea, but we got a cease and desist from JJ Ferno. Okay. Um, he claimed that if we sold those T-shirts, he'd be entitled to the profit. So he's trying to steal chair profits. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, you haven't heard the last of this. All right. Um, well, I know that I he's over I'll... in he's over in Adelaide this weekend for RCW. So if you're in the crowd, just watch your chairs. Yeah, well, RCW have got a uh, double header to celebrate their 15th anniversary. Should be a fantastic weekend of wrestling. Yeah, so they got their rumble on one of the days, and um... yeah, Friday night is the Riot City Rumble, which yep. you know got postponed from last year. Um, then I think it's the show's called Reanimated, which is on the seventeenth, and that's sold out. The Saturday night show sold out already. So yeah, yeah, no, they're good. They're doing good things over yeah. at uh, Riot City, and yeah, a few Melbourne boys are getting over there, which you know. Is it the only border that's open at the minute? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, Royce and um and the chair thief are going over, and I know Adam Brooks will be there too. So yeah. Um no, it should be fantastic. Obviously it's sold out, so you can't get there, but look forward to that you show get... going up. Yeah. There's a monsters ball match on uh, Friday night. Yeah. I'm hoping I thought the shows were Saturday and Sunday. It could have been sixteenth and seventeenth. Is that yeah? That's, that's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sundays. Yeah, yeah sorry, you dingbat. Yeah, well, the Sunday Sunday is sold out then. Well, Friday's uh, definitely not sold out then. Well, they given that they there's no show. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't rock up that night then. Um, can I suggest Lyle, that maybe, now? Could I suggest Lyle, that maybe you come to the production meeting mm-hmm. before we start, where this was discussed. I- I feel you uh, guys started the production meeting without me because I was I was running we a little to. bit late. I was running a little bit late, even though I did set the time for the recording. But uh, I was in an epic game of Cluedo with the kids. You ever tried to Ooh. teach a nine and a ten year old how to play fucking Cluedo? Tony? No, because I don't have kids. No, <sighs> thank There's God. No did you still about... lose? Now, the first game, and, yeah. And was it Professor son... Plum with the lead piping? Professor Plum was out early, but my son guessed it right we'd only been playing five minutes in the arse well, that's good going. the game was over quick otherwise yeah, we'd still be waiting no no that was the first game second oh. game went a bit long but i come through for the, for yeah, the well podcast done. i well showed done. those who was it boss uh scarlet with the lead pipe in the library in the library, always the lead pipe. Always the library. yeah and the library too yeah. always has a fair say in it now the reason i asked about jay white joining aew was because they had something of a, a Bullet Club reunion, didn't they? Well, they're not allowed to call it that. No, what no, they no. Calling they it? A, uh, is it the Elite Club or the... <laughs> they, can't, they can't even say too sweet. They're allowed to do the... The famous the, uh, hand gesture, I think they were calling yeah, it. Yeah, the, fam- the famous, the you know, infamous hand gesture. Um, okay. This is the hand, infamous hand gesture, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah doing a nice salute there. Yep. Uh, well, you got the good brothers from Impact. You know, Gallows and Anderson, you know, um, Kenny Omega, obviously. And then the Young Bucks, they were indecisive at the end of the show, but they put the uh, famous hand gesture up to the rest of the guys. So, well, you got the, the States Bullet Club. You know, fans will call it that. And you got the New Japan Bullet Club. With the Who OGs were not happy. Are. Definitely not happy. Uh, if you follow Tema Tonga on... Uh, on Twitter, yeah, he doesn't uh, mince his words or shy good, away from anything. Good guy, Tamatonga. Yeah, so yeah, interesting, interesting way to finish Dynamite. You know, AEW are trying to work with a lot of different promotions, and it's good for wrestling fans, I guess. So we've got a chair thief in Australia, and America's got a bullet club thief. Is that what we're saying? 
<laughs> well, I mean, Gimmick. Gallows Gimmick and Anderson. Thief. Thief. Gallo, Gallows and Anderson were original Bullet Club members. Eh, well, definitely yeah, Anderson eh, was. Eh, Anderson one is yeah, it's original OG. The other guys came on so, a little bit later. Yeah, so I mean, definitely Anderson's not stealing it. Yeah, the others might be. <laughs> it's sort of like the little riverbed not being able to call themselves a little riverbank because some bloke in America who played drums with them for three months took the name. Yeah, so they're called LRB now, aren't they? Yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know, but very strange. Not very... that any of our listeners have ever heard of Little River Band. Oh, I've still, still I've heard of them. I've still got no idea what music they played. They came out of Little River, didn't they? You would assume so, but I've got no idea. Hmm. Oh. Well. Li- for people that don't know, Little River is, you know, a stone's throw away from the places we grew up. So we're, we're assuming it's from there. Yeah. No, you're right. I was but in Little probably... River the other day. I have a feeling oh, yeah. it had something to do with them riding back in a bus from a gig in Geelong and they saw the sign Little River for the town. Yeah, I think it was. And they thought, let's call ourselves a Little River band. Because yeah, I don't think anyone good. actually lives in Little River, do they? I was in Little River the other day. Does anyone live there? Well, yeah, some people do, yeah. I reckon there's Lara, but I don't reckon they live in Little River. No, Little River's a town. They got a cricket no. club and all, and a football club. Okay. A football club? I drove through it the other day when I was on my way to the Yu-Yangs. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, there could be a little blood river flowing down the aisle at the Deathmatch Down Under debut <laughs> show. My segues have been great, show one. On point. Oh. <laughs> we uh, definitely going to miss them next week. Very much looking forward to this on Saturday night. You're not going. Correct. <laughs> but you were looking forward to it before work intervened. Correct. I think it's work or you're going no, on it holidays is, again. Work if you, oh, it, if it's you, a work, all right. If you don't want to go to Deathmatch Down Under because the tickets are all sold, then you are more than welcome to come and watch the Melbourne Aces play Canberra for the 15th time. <laughs> <laughs> Four Not points. bad out of seventeen games. <laughs> you could write a you could write a comedy series on the on the ABL this year. Oh, um, no, Deathmatch Down Under debut show. Um, I think a few days later it'll probably go up online. The twenty eighth, so you... the twenty twenty eighth that goes up on uh, IWTV. Look at you doing research. Um, I did watch. Uh, if you need the rundown of the card, and you're not going to get all the information from us idiots. We don't give friend, any information, let's face yeah. it. Our friends over at Snapmares did a great uh, preview uh, clip. Uh, so that's where I got most of my information from. So, yeah, the 28th, you can get the uh, the stream up on IWTV. I just want to uh, give credit, is- actually, because that um, that preview from Snapmares with Andy Coyne and Jessica Kyle, who are the commentators for... Deathmatch Down Under. That's one of the best preview videos I've seen in Australian wrestling. Um, it was very professionally done. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not too long either. So um, kudos to the guys at Snapmares for producing that. And even, did you see Jake Andrew Arthur's promo? I have Get not on, seen Jake. Look yet. that up. He, that's uh, Jake's best work before his match with Caveman Ugg. Are we a little bit surprised that a new promotion started here in Melbourne and I haven't been asked to be a commentator? Uh, that's not no, I'm not surprised, surprised at all. Okay. When was the last time you asked to be a promo- um, commentator any wrestling company? Uh, 20 years. You keep, I know you keep volunteering, 
You can turn up with a you turn up to wrestling shows in a tuxedo with his own microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and still can't get a gig. Yeah. Is Welshy doing the backstage interviewing? Oh, please no, he's don't. He's been putting his hand out for that. Please I, don't. I admit I've been sending messages weekly, but um Joel leaves me on red. Yeah. So Joel, if you're hand- listening to this, um I am available. I promise I'll cut my alcohol intake down before the interviews, but um, I'm very good. I'm very good. A very good evening, everyone, and welcome to Deathmatch Down Under. Tony Shebeki with you. Uh, no. You're never available. No, that's, no. that's a good point. <laughs> you do the baseball, Tony. Couldn't, couldn't afford me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the good thing about me. I'm cheap. Looking forward to talking about next week, though, uh, in what promises to be a great debut show. Yeah. Yeah, stacked, stacked card. That card. Sorry, I'm not looking forward to talking to it because I won't be here. I'm on holidays. I'm looking forward to you so not you being You guys can chat about it. <clears throat> we have to find, we have to find another co-host for next week. What I do want to do, though, is talk about WrestleBrainly because I believe the tickets went on sale. Yeah, I saw that. Very recently. They've gone on sale um, already. So yeah. they've got their... I think they've got four shows at the Comedy Festival. Can I, I just right? Can I suggest something to the people out there at the moment? Do not buy your tickets just yet. Hold on, buying WrestleMania <laughs> tickets, because I think that people should protest about us not being on the show. Surely there's got to be some way that we can get on this show. And I would suggest to our loyal audience of three that you hold. So, are you listening, Aisha? Aisha, listen to this. Listen, Aisha and Royce. Royce, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Do not buy a ticket to WrestleMania until you hear that the boys from the turnbuckle have been booked. Well, I've heard that they're doing it a bit different this year as well, Tony. And now this might not have got out yet, but I'm going to just spill the beans. I'm pretty sure they're doing some sort of a tournament this year. Oh, well, if they're looking for a tournament, surely they need a ring announcer or a ground well, announcer or something, don't they? A tournament surely announcer. They need, surely we should Good be evening, attending. ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to WrestleBrainia. I'm Tony Shebeki. On the, on, the, on the turnbuckle contestants. Yeah, I want to be a contestant. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm we, because I know shit all about wrestling. No, no, but, but no, Tony, this is true. Cre- credit where it's due. We had one little bit of trivia last year yep. and we stumped the Brainiac wrestling tragic Tyson. Yep. Oh, he did that steal that get quiz. Us in. He did yeah, steal, we, steal that yeah, quiz. Yeah, but I still had to culture. find a good quiz to steal. He still stole it. <laughs> That's right. He still stole it. Like, JJ's going to be up in your mentions all about stealing, Tony. So. Um, I'm, no, sure, we, I'm sure JJ Furno's writing down our... Jeffrey, listen to us Don't, Calling him Jeffrey is not going to help our cause Are you trying to get us off or on, Tony? Jeff, Jeff. we need Jeff. to get on, mate Look, if anyone's got ideas of what we can do to get booked on WrestleBrainia We're all ears Yeah, uh, well, I am anyway <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in wrestling around Australia. This is good to say because we've actually got shows. I know. This segment now. Uh, Saturday, the 16th of January, PCW Summer Series continues in Melbourne as they build to a massive grand final show. That's in September, isn't it? The grand final. No, that's the AFL. Well, who knows? It was in October. October. It was in like November this year. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, 30th of Jan. 30th of Jan, their grand final oh, show. So um, I know they've announced already... Um, Kellyanne versus Aisha for that show. Oh, nice. Which will be 
a cracker. And that, oh, sorry, and I also want to mention, PCW have announced that their main shows now are going to be on Fight TV. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that huge for Australian wrestling. Cool. Yeah. Hang, so, on. Yeah, Hang on, everyone, please. Lyle is sitting up on his oh, bed. God. My, my back is sore from carrying you blokes. So, yeah, we've got IWTV carrying uh, Deathmatch Down Under. Now Fight, Fight TV, TV with PCW. No, it's, it's really good. That is excellent. That is excellent stuff. Uh, we mentioned PCW on Saturday. Deathmatch Down Under have their debut show in Melbourne. The show is sold out. But stay tuned to their social media for when you can catch it online or just listen to us and we'll tell you. Well, Lyle will. The 28th. The 28th. 28th, exactly. Uh, Riot City Wrestling in Adelaide present the Riot City Rumble live from HQ. And that continues on Sunday, day two of their 15th anniversary doubleheader. So if you're over... it's sold out. So if you're looking for somewhere to go this weekend, just jump in the car. Seven-hour drive to Adelaide and you get two days of wrestling. I think it's sold out, Tony. Oh, Sunday's sold out, Tony. You, Saturday night, I think they've still got some tickets. If you want to go Friday night, you are more than welcome. <laughs> uh, if you've got an idea for a podcast, contact my podcast house or on the Turnbuckle through our Facebook pages. We can help you get on air. Tune in next week when we'll be joined by, not me. No, you're not going to hear. We're going to find a replacement for you, which I'm sure they always say if you've got to make a change to the card, get someone better. That won't be difficult next week. Um. I think we have a guest next week from EPW in Perth. We've got the Don, Michael Morleone, who um, is going to be heavily involved in their doubleheader show for next Saturday and Friday and Saturday. Excellent. Doubleheaders everywhere, Tony. It's good to see wrestling back. The Don, mate. So EPW, we've got the Don and the Godfather. Yep. Wow. You called him the Godfather, Tony. Did you mess that up? Oh, yes. So no, he's the grandfather, is he? I can't believe I just messed it up properly. (laughs) I can't believe you got someone's nickname right. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, Thank you, boys. Lovely to be back in 2021. And his promotion. Looking, hey? You got David Storm's name right, his promotion where he wrestles right. Like, I'm taking these memory tablets and they might be working. I'll tell you what, Tony. (laughs) This last six, seven weeks of annual leave you've been on, it's done wonders for you, mate. Yeah, they contain sheep's testicles. Okay, oh. you could just eat them from the source, Tony. You don't have to have it in a pill. <laughs> yeah, but in the tablet, there's only a little bit. I don't have to. They're condensed. <laughs> yeah, condensed. he's not eating them for fun like you, Lyle. I'm eating them for taste and nutrition. Yeah. What are they called? Sheep's brains, aren't they? No, that's the a different testicles. part of the body. <laughs> testicles and the brains, they're the, not the same thing. The wrong end, Tony. But what do they call sheep's testicles? Isn't there a name for them? Sheep's balls. Sweet, sweet breads or something? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the pills are wearing food. off. Are we still on it? Aisha, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> if you know, let Walsh you know, please. She's home. She's home sipping a Madurian lemonade. Uh, half her life. Preparing, preparing next, for uh, death. I won't catch you next under. week, but these boys will. I'll catch you in two weeks' time. See you guys. Where's the off button? There it is.